You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good enough theater people, and welcome to your program is your ticket. My name is Sean Chandler, and I'll be your host. Your program is your ticket. It's a discussion of smaller theater works and the people and organizations that make it happen. As many of you know, your program is your ticket is a helpful system where your program is literally your ticket to get into the theater and smaller, more intimate productions. It's these works we like to highlight, and it's our goal on this show to feature as many of these productions as possible while still discussing the biggies. My guests on tonight's show are the cast and creative team of Interstate, a new musical featured in the 2018 New York Musical Festival with book and lyrics by Kit Yan and Melissa Lee, who also wrote the music. Here's a description of the production taken directly from the New York Musical Festival website. Interstate is an Asian-American pop rock poetry musical about Dash, a transgendered spoken word performer and his best friend Adrian, a lesbian singer-songwriter. Together, they are Queer Malady, an internet-famous activist band on their first road trip across America. Their political and personal music inspires Henry, a transgender teenager vlogger living in small-town middle America to set out on a quest to meet his heroes in person, hoping to find answers to his struggles. It sounds extremely edifying in the most powerful of ways, and I can't wait to hear more about it, so let's bring them on. Hi, cast and creative team of Interstate, and welcome to Your Program Is Your Ticket. Hello. Hey, hi. It's so nice to have you. Um, are you enjoying the experience so far? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Isn't yes, it? Isn't it really cool? I mean, it's so fast, but oh yes, it's fun <laughs> and it's super cool. Uh, why don't we start by going around the circle here and giving us your name and role or job or both on Interstate? Uh, Jesse Hill, director. I'm Kit Yan. I'm one of the writers. I'm Melissa Lee. I'm the composer as well as one of the writers. I'm Angel Lin. Uh, I am one of the actors. I play Adrian Yi. I'm Sushma Saha. I'm also one of the actors, and I play Henry. Excellent. And we have background music, just so you know. Uh, we have people uh, who are singing. We are in a rehearsal space here, as are a lot of my interviews conducted. So you'll hear stuff in the background, and that's that's theater for you. So, cool. Um, why don't you go into a little more detail about the upcoming production of Interstate? Um, you could start with how you came up with the pre- premise, the characters, the plot line. Uh, let's just start with that. Creators? Yeah, so um, Kit and I were, maybe about 10 years ago, we were in a band called uh, Good Asian Drivers, um, and we, and Kit is a spoken word artist, and I'm a singer-songwriter, and uh, we met in Boston. Um, we were performing at this monthly queer cabaret there, 
Um, and one day Kit came up to me and was like, let's, let's go on tour together. Let's quit our job. So that's what we did as good Asian drivers. Um, cool. and we did that from 2008 to about 2010, um, during which time a lot of dramatic things happened. A lot of bad <laughs> drama happened on the road. Car accidents, love triangle, <laughs> jealousy about egos and who's a star on stage. Weird tokenization, racism, <laughs> misogyny, <laughs> queer and transphobia. Yes. And then so the band broke up. <laughs> Long story short. I can't imagine why. <laughs> exactly. Um, so we didn't talk to each other for two years. And during those two years, Kit had written a bunch of poems about his experience, uh, about our experience. And um, when we did finally make up, um, you know, he came up to me and he was like, oh, I'd written all these poems. And I looked at them and I was like, this is, these are terrible. <laughs> oh, wow. And, uh, and I was like, I know. That's why I'm showing them to you, yeah. which is why I, I brought them back to show them to Melissa in Prospect Park. And I was like, read these poems. She was like, they're bad. And I said, what do you think about making them a musical? Which I didn't really know what that was <laughs> back then like how to make a musical but I know that Melissa had written one and had won a Jonathan Larson award for it wow congratulations yeah that's amazing thank you um, I didn't know what a Jonathan Larson award was <laughs> or who he was and why he was giving out awards <laughs> uh, <laughs> now I do now, now I know. do now I know it's a big deal <laughs> but I had asked Melissa if she wanted to turn these shitty poems into a musical and she was like yeah let me do over this Thing you did. I think I said no at first because I, after my first musical, I was like, I never want to write another musical again. It's so hard. Um, but then, you know, you convinced me. So it here, takes here a long are. time to write a musical. Yeah. It's, it's like a good three to I remember my first musical that I wrote with my musical co-writer. He was like, are you ready for a three to four year experience oh, yeah. Yeah. on this? And I'm oh, sure. Why not? And like, like the 50th draft, I'm like, oh my God. Right. <laughs> Um, that's that's wild. So, we're, so is the nucleus of the show based upon your experience in the band together, and then so so I would imagine that's where it started. And then how did it evolve into like the plot line and the characters you have now? Well, then we met Jesse, and I don't know if you want to talk about our the way we all came together. Sure. Oh yeah. Well, Melissa and I were introduced by. Uh, a mutual friend whose job at the time was to match up people who he thought would make good work together and um, he it felt kind of like he was plucking us out and just introduced us we both lived very close to each other in Brooklyn and we just met and started to talk about the things that uh, we were interested in working on and we're kind of brainstorming about creating a musical and Little did I know, I didn't know Kit at the time, they, they were going through the experience that they just described, which is reconciling their relationship after two years. Wow. So it, it all just kind of started to make sense that we would kind of converge all of the things that we were talking about and work together on the project. Wow. This episode is made possible by PwC. When unprecedented times are all the time, it's time to start walking the talk. Leaders like you turn to PwC to see and stay ahead. Upskill your workforce, use intelligent automation, and transform big ideas into breakthrough outcomes. Explore the human-led, tech-powered solutions that help you thrive. 
It's all part of the new equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. That's okay. How, so do you sort of relive the experience a little bit in, in writing? And if, if you did that, did it give you a little bit of space from it? Did, was it like, did it become a little bit more like just another thing? You know what I'm saying? Am I, am I saying that correctly? Yeah. I feel like the two years that we weren't talking to each other was the space that we needed. I don't think it was like we were really reliving it when we, but it was more like nostalgic, like, oh, this was a thing that had happened. Let's put it in the show. Um, and it also evolved in the last five years. So um, I guess it's been five years now since we've been working on it. And each year we're working on it, we always rewrite it, much to Jesse's chagrin. <laughs> Jesse's like, oh God, we're rewriting the whole thing again. Now there's a whole new character and we cut a whole other character out. Yeah. Um, so this has been like the fourth version, really, of the show. Each version has been a vast improvement and it, it really has found what it wants to be. Yeah, yeah. we did, um, it's as far as the, as the development history, we did a one night reading at Dixon Place. Um, Jesse's been with us the whole time. Then we did a private two-week workshop at Project Reach with the support of Faye Chang, um, a community activist who this production is dedicated to. Wow. Um, then we did a 29-hour reading with the help of a couple of friends of ours who are producers. What's a 29-hour reading? What's that? Technically, it's when we only have 29 hours to rehearse. Under, under an equity contract to workshop. Wow. Okay. All right. Cool. Go on. And uh, we did that for just one performance only, industry um, only invite. And then we did a musical theater factory residency right here at Playwrights Downtown. Nice. And then New York Musical Festival. Wow, that's that's amazing. That's a great production history. That's a nice little pedigree that you have going on there. Congratulations on that. And I think it's really interesting that you that you as a director, Jesse, have been on very, very early on. That's not typically the case. Mm-hmm. Typically you bring in the director when you're ready for the production. So is it I know the direction the director is the visionary of the show. So when they bring you new material how do you work that into your vision? Do you just go, okay, let me think about it for a few yeah. days? Well, it's helpful that I've been involved in the conversations from the beginning and I've seen all the different versions and understood all the reasons why characters have come and gone and storylines have come and gone and sure. evolved and changed. And so I, I really was acting as a, like a script consultant and a dramaturg um, and also somebody who was giving them deadlines and, you know, all the things that we want out of these development processes where we're working towards something. Um, so it's just been a kind of a natural progression. I've had a lot of time to think about logistically how to execute the scenes on stage and we do have a kind of shorthand around some of the things that we want to have happen for the characters and, and a shorthand in our collaboration. So when we make discoveries in the room, it's a conversation that we're very used to having. We're very used to batting ideas around and trying these things and ditching things that don't work on the fly. And Mm -hmm. it's just how we've been rolling through this process for all this time. So it's pretty easy. It's pretty easy going and fun. That's great. Uh, I I often tell people when they say, what's it like to write uh, something? I'll say, you start with like, you have to make a million decisions. And then you make less decisions and less decisions and less decisions. But the less decisions that you make, the bigger the decisions are. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sort of like expands and contracts and expands and contracts. So um, it's nice that you were there to, to help. It's nice to have an objective voice with the writers. 
You know, because when, when you're the writers, you're kind of like, um, wouldn't you say that you're, I mean, you're in it. You're, you're it, and, and you're not seeing it from outside. Would you agree? Is that, yeah, is that something that you experience? So. Yeah, yeah. I think it's possible to get, you know, too close to it because you've been writing it for so many years, you know. <laughs> right. So great to have the, the, an objective voice. Yeah. Uh, Jesse, you're so soft-spoken. Is Jesse a soft-spoken director in the rehearsal room and, <laughs> um, and uh, on, on stage? Um, no. Uh, actors, tell me about that. How are rehearsals going? Rehearsals, I'm having a blast. Are you? Um, yeah, this yeah. is, yeah, this is one of the, this is, I tell my friends and family, like, this is the most fulfilling theatrical experience of my life. That's really? Cool. Yeah, I'm young. I'm you know, 20, but, like, <laughs> but, you know, it's still the most fulfilling, and I'm happy to say that. No, uh... The cast and crew are all really close, I think. I think we're all, like, helping each other through this kind of hectic process. It doesn't feel hectic because of that, because we're all there for each other. Um, No, but I wouldn't call Jesse soft-spoken. I would call Jesse, like, this powerful force that isn't necessarily always vocal, but she's always there. And, like, I always feel like like you you there with us when we're making choices when we're moving about the stage when we're singing you're, you're just uh, I, I feel that and it's so supportive and and makes you feel like you want to make stronger choices and yeah that's yeah how I feel about that. basically you you feel her presence throughout the entire yeah. process and you yeah um and, and I guess like going off of what uh Sushma said yeah like this this whole process is in fact hectic I mean like um I've done many workshops in like small like like productions where like the time constraint is like a, a huge thing um and it is for for this production and for many other like nymph productions too as as nymph always is um but again like our team is awesome and the group of people that we have are just an amazingly like talented so and just talented. warm um group of people that really are just like putting everything and their heart into it and like that makes this process so much easier and like rewarding too. Tell me about some of the people that aren't here that you'd like to talk about. Um, like uh-huh. you have a you have a lighting designer, sound, yeah, a musical director. I mean, tell me tell me about those people. <laughs> there are like forty people that yeah. are not here right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, it's a full it's a full design team. The it's a uh, it's kind of amazing to think about. You know, out of all the different development processes that we've taken this through this is the first time that I've had the opportunity to actually stage the piece wow so it's a luxury to be able to have a full just top-notch design team always there as a sounding board every step of the way and you know this isn't the full you know dream version of the production this is us really working this out so that it can take another step sure so yeah, so we made sure that we had the best team that we could find, mm-hmm. and it, it was actually so wonderful to be able to approach the exact designers that I wanted, and they read the piece and listened to the music, and they rearra- all of them rearranged mm-hmm. their schedules to be involved. Did and, they really? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, um, but I'm also aware that I feel like this what they're they're all amazingly talented and, and so good at what they do. But also, I think it, it um, are, aren't like the majority of them, or most of them, either women slash non-binary or trans um, people of color and queer, or like some combination of three. So basically, there I, I haven't met a cisgendered straight white man who's been part of the process. Kit says that this, the show is made <laughs> for the people by the people, which is literally you know it's people who are in the story and in this those community. kind of people are making are making it happen. Yeah, during this process. Talk um, about that, Kit. <laughs> 
Yeah, you know, when we when we set out to put the team together for this production, we took a look at the story first, and we said, who's on stage? Um, who are we? Who are the characters doing in this world? And we wanted to have a creative team um, that reflected that. Mm. Not just a creative team, a producing team and a production team in addition to the cast and creatives. So um, we put a lot of effort into making sure that the space was not just diverse, but like safe. You know, when you create a space that um, gives everyone a platform to bring their own identities and unique individual voices to something, then it really creates a lot of opportunity for folks to be honest with each other about about the story we're trying to tell, to hold each other accountable to the story we're trying to tell, to um, ask the right questions or call each other out when it's necessary or to um, help improve the piece. It's, we've really created an environment where that's possible. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Very nice. Actors, tell me about your characters. Want me to go first? Okay, sure, why not? Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, I almost spilled something, but I'm okay. Um, so, Adrian Yi um, is one half of the uh, um, dynamic duo that is Queer Malady, um, which is the... Uh, Asian-American queer band that takes their national tour across the U.S. Um, so the other the other half is is Dash Koi, who is the spoken word trans, the trans spoken word artist, and Adrian E is a lesbian singer songwriter. So she thinks of herself as kind of like the brains behind the, the music of of it. And she plays guitar in the show. I play guitar in the show. Um, and uh, yeah, um, she's kind of like just this badass rocker. Um, and I guess along the way, um, on, on the tour, you know, Dash and Adrian are best friends. Um, but as the tour moves on and, um, they go through their lives, they start discovering things about themselves and their identity and their relationship to each other. I don't want to give too much away. Um, but things happen and Adrian and Dash have to analyze and, and, uh, I guess, um, observe their relationship and what they mean to each other hmm. as the tour happens and moves on a lot of drama and I guess like as, as um, Melissa and Kit said before drama happens and um, I think it's really the, this musical itself in addition to Henry's storyline um, is a, a story about um, coming of age and growing up um, Henry is an actual teenager and then afterwards uh Adrian and Dash are sort of like in their early 20s and they're wide-eyed and super naive and excited about making art and spreading their, their word out to, to, to the masses. Um, but I guess along the tour, they, they grow up and they learn some things and um, things happen and <laughs> um, it affects their relationship and uh, makes them rethink about what art is and, and what it means to, to, be, friend, to be a friend and to, to be in love with someone. Great. Is it okay that I'm kind of puzzling it all together? Yes. Okay, good, good. <laughs> uh, and then I play uh, Henry, okay. a 16-year-old uh, transgender FTM, female-to-male mm-hmm. uh, kid who lives in Kentucky. Um, really? And, yeah. And wow. so, I mean, all those things aside, like, Henry is just, like, for me, like, the joy of playing him is just, like, he's so... The book was so well done that, like, it's just so clear that he's like that he's such an empathetic person. Like, he feels everything so deeply. Mm-hmm. Everything that happens, whether it's good or bad, he takes it all in, and it just he like it just 
it, it, it um, takes over him. And he's yeah, he's empathetic. He's he's funny. He's 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 smart. Um, but unfortunately, his circumstances, given you know, not being not his body, not you know, identifying with the way that he feels inside, and sure. living in this small town in a not forgiving you know place. Uh, and you know, with his religion and uh, everything. What's his religion? Uh, Chris, Christianity. Okay. Yeah. And he he finds this band on the internet, Queer Malady, with Dash and Adrian, and their music and their spoken word helps him kind of realize that he's not the only one, and actually helps give him vocabulary to how he does feel, and helps him realize that he is transgender, and um, their music and their words help him find who he is and help him. Take take risks and delve deeper into kind of realizing that it's okay to be who he is, and then you know, and he's he's already a great guy, but <laughs> like to have this band kind of it shows the power of music and and art and how that can help change somebody and yeah. help them come back to who they are. So I'm 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 so fortunate to play this role. He's he's I'm in love I'm in love with Henry. He's the best. <laughs> he's the best. So yeah, I think like one thing that that we can agree on, like especially like as actors and inhabiting these roles, they may be like very specific um, in terms of like being trans, being queer, being Asian American, but the 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 things that they go through is just so universal, and anyone can relate to them. Like like sure. people have. You know, experience unrequited like like anyone is like a lot of people have experienced unrequited love or feeling like they don't belong, um, uh, and sort of all of those themes are sort of wrapped around and basically sh- in this musical shown through a queer Asian American lens. And that can show people that minority groups like they go through the same things and that they deserve to represent those stories on stage. And yeah. I feel like that hasn't happened a lot in the past. So to have that kind of happen now and to show that. Like it's all one big story, and we're also a part of it. Is so important. And as somebody who has never played an Indian person, nor like a queer person who's also Indian, this is like a huge deal for me because I'm I'm finally I finally found a role that like I've never felt closer to home with ever. So it's just so special. It's so special. Excellent. Yeah. Um, creative team, how does it feel to have your actors speak like that about what? you've written and what you're directing and you, what you've shaped. How does it feel? I, you know, this is, it's just our dream for it. We've had an opportunity to work with a lot of people in every incarnation who've become a part of, I think, what we would consider a creative family who keep coming out and supporting the work and um, making sure that each incarnation happens and that the growth happens. So to hear it is just a dream come true because we put a lot of care and a lot of thought into making sure that the people who, sh- who should be playing these roles are are playing these roles. And it's required us taking uh, things into our own hands a little bit and not depending on other people to do uh, that work um, to show that it is possible and that the people that we're, we're uh, representing are actually out there in the world to be in a piece like this. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Writers, how does it feel to, to hear your <laughs> actors talk about their characters like that? You know, the first thing that came to mind when I heard the both of you talk a little bit about the universality, um, the piece is that, you know, we really aimed to write a piece that was extremely specific. And I think that's, that it's a success of this piece that the specificity is universal. Oh, yeah. Because when oh, you yeah. watch a show like that, you go, all right, it's these folks' stories. And then it helps you reflect on what is my story instead of seeing a piece that goes, we are all one, which sort of is like the the big conversation, larger conversation in yeah. creating, casting, producing, etc. That's happening um, in theater, and and like this is the conversation I feel like we should be having. Yes, like who's you know why are we writing this story and whose story is it, and then like why is that important, and then ha- and then how do we respond to that? Um, that was the first thing that happened. So it was really like so wonderful to hear you say that and and to to feel that come through. Melissa, what about you? You're awfully quiet over there. Melissa's <laughs> <laughs> generally the quiet. Oh, yeah. Say, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, yeah, I agree with what Kit said. I think in general, my style of composing is I, I sort of tend to write music that, um, that anyone can relate to. So the story is specific and the characters are specific, but you know, it's the kind of music that anyone can hum to and like and enjoy. By the way, the music, they're all bops. They're all great. <laughs> oh yeah, they're no. all so they good. Get in I, your head. I, I listen to it, I, I, I sing it every day. I watched a few videos and yeah, the music is lovely. <laughs> it really is. It's, it's terrific. Well, I could talk to all of you like for another two hours. It's just it's so wonderful, but, uh, but we need to wrap up. Before we do, um, would you like to give out your social media information for the show as well as any individual social media information and discuss anything that you may be working on in the future you want to talk about? Let's start sure. with the show. Sure, yes. You can find us at um, interstatemusical.com for any up-to-date news. You got a dot .com. That's excellent. <laughs> cool. Um, you can also find us on Facebook, Interstate Musical, um, Instagram at at Interstate Musical. Twitter's a little bit different. It's Interstate with the number eight musical. Um, Clever. And so that's, that is Interstate's handle. Okay, what about you? Oh, uh, me, I'm at Melsa Boo, M-E-L-S-A-B-O-O. Um, pretty much everywhere. So you oh. can find me. Okay. Anywhere. Excellent. Kit? I'm the same. I'm at Kit Yan Poet. Dot com and then at Kit Yan Poet on all social media handles. And Melissa and I are working on something new next. Um, we just completed a residency with the Village Theater to write our next start our next musical, which is going to be an 80s dance musical. I love it. Uh, featuring and centering even more queer and trans voices. So two characters, no. 14. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming up next. <laughs> You're going to need like a dry erase board or a PowerPoint. That's, that's terrific. Congratulations on that. What, a, what an excellent get for, for both of you. Okay. Jesse? 
Uh, this show is going to force me to get all sort of tweeting handles. <laughs> tweeting handles. That's okay. Tweeting handles. Not everybody is. <laughs> Sorry, I don't have anything that, to promote right now except Interstate. So. Are you on Facebook? Uh, I am on Facebook. <laughs> okay. Reluctantly. Don't find me. Don't pretend. <laughs> yeah. Please do not pretend. <laughs> Now, I know you two must be everywhere, right? <laughs> Trying to be. <laughs> I mean, okay, so um, I'm basically at Sushma Saha, so S-U-S-H-M-A-S-A-H-A on most of my social media, except for Instagram. On Instagram, I am at Sushma Saha ha ha because... Awesome. Yep. <laughs> I laugh a lot. Um, no, but as of right now, I'm currently um, organizing... A, this is the second year that I'll be doing a cabaret fundraiser for this charity that I um, was introduced to while at college, Ithaca College, called Wheels for Women. It is a um, charity that helps raise money for women who escaped abusive families and relationships in India. And there's a shelter uh, in um, Kerala, India, that houses them, and so the money goes towards the shelter, um, and as well as buying um, the shelter rickshaws, which help women to not only like learn to drive them so they're, so they're able to be employed, but also to um, go on um, rescue missions to save other women in abusive families and relationships. So I'll be doing a cabaret um, in my hometown, Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania. So I'll be promoting that on my social media. And so if you're able to come by, it's an hour. Um, it's one night only. <laughs> but it'll just be me singing musical theater songs hoping to raise some money. Yeah. Um, yes. Last year we, last year we raised $1,000. So this year we're hoping to raise $2,000. Uh, and I hope to do it next year. So if you're around the area, please come. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Thank you. Um, Angel in here. <laughs> um, uh, my website is www.angeldoesthings.com. Um, on so, and you can find most of my social media handles, but I'm just going to say them now. Um, my Instagram is Angel Sees Things, as in like visually sees things. So Angel S E E S things. And then my Twitter is Angel Says Things. <laughs> I really wish they were all one thing, but just That's someone, great. some bastard took those oh, handles. Call them out. Some bastard took those handles on Instagram and Twitter by the time I got on. So. Hence me saying, you guys got a dot com. I, I, yeah. Yeah. You got to be fast. Speaking of podcasts, I am also on a new podcast called A World Where, um, which is kind of like a podcast version of The Twilight Zone slash uh, Black Mirror. I play a doctor who does um, brain augmentation surgery. Um, you can find them on Instagram at uh, uh, World Where Pod, um, and you can also find them on uh, SoundCloud, um, A World Where. Next up, I actually um, at Nymph, I'll be after Interstate is done, I'll be taking part um, of a concert series. I don't know what it is called yet, but um, it's a concert series that um, features um, several 30-minute musicals, um, and I believe it goes up July 30th, and so you can, after Interstate, you can see me in that as well, and I'll be actor musicianing in that as well. <laughs> Excellent. You're also busy. It's great. Uh, I love that. Yeah, stay busy. Keep busy. It's wonderful. Well, thank you for being with us, cast and creative team of the upcoming New York Musical Festival production of Interstate. You're all amazing. I wish you metaphorical broken legs, and I appreciate you being on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you. Of course. It's my pleasure. Well, folks, the proverbial 11 o'clock number has been sung and the bows have been taken, so it's time to lower the curtain. Once again, big thanks to the cre cast and creative of Interstate. They were sensational. 
Uh, don't forget to check out the New York Musical Festival opening Monday, July 9th with, I believe, Interstate being one of the opening night productions. Am I, did I get that right? Yes. yes. Right. Excellent. Uh, you can find more information at uh, nymf.org. nymf.org. Um, as for me, you can find more episodes of your program is your ticket at facebook.com. Your program is your ticket. I'm on Twitter at, at program ticket. The website is your program is your ticket.com. I got one too. Um, a quick thanks to North Coast NYC, the hip hop improv theater ensemble that does my intro and outro music. You might be hearing it right now. If not, just wait a few seconds and you'll start hearing it. Uh, your program is your ticket is on iTunes and SoundCloud. Rate me, write me a review, and subscribe. It helps with my profile and I appreciate it. Folks, take a little time to see a show this week, and don't forget to give a smaller show some love. There's lots of theater gems out there. Until our next show, good night, theater people, and Curtin. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.